0: A listener Production.
1: Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Let him go. Oh, he took the headgear off him. This is unbelievable, rugby league. Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast. I'm Listener. My name's Tony Squires. I'm joined by Brandon Smith. I must admit, I was slightly surprised to see you look across and see your face, happy, smiling face here. Given the injury, broken the thumb last night. For me, like, you know, obviously, that's an excuse not to go to work. Let's talk about your thumb. So, uh, broke it. What, what's the process in? Did you go, you, you obviously spent some time in hospital. Where are you at with it?
0: Um, I went to, so I went went into the, the changing rooms when mm-hmm. that happened couldn't really feel it and then uh, they put me on the green whistle so then I really couldn't feel it (laughs) Um, and then yeah I went to get an x-ray straight after the game Um, had to wait for Robbo's talk first (laughs) and then um, yeah kind of got the results that um, it looks like there's a fracture so we'll see what happens maybe operation on Monday or Tuesday okay bit to unpack in that. Let's take it in order. The green whistle,
1: uh, I, I love it. Usually it's you know. It's the first time I've ever had it. Is that right? Because yeah. sometimes you know, you watch some people going off on the medicab and they're on the green whistle and they start giving waves <laughs> to the
0: crowd. <to> <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing that. I was sitting there watching the game on the big screen in the yeah. changing room, just hammer hammering away at it. But um. It wasn't really working that well. I, didn't know. I don't know why everyone goes pretty loopy on it. <laughs> Nothing.
1: Uh, and you had to stay for the, the talk. I could, because obviously we're talking about a, a, a win for the Dragons in a pretty remarkable, remarkable game of uh, rugby league. You didn't get on until about five or six minutes to go in the first half. Uh, but there was a comeback from the Roosters and then uh, eventually the, the Dragons got there. When you say uh, you stayed for Trent Robinson's talk... What was his message to you?
0: Um, Well, it wasn't to me, first of all. Mm -hmm. It was to the team, but, yeah, it was kind of, he's just disappointed um, because he knows what we can do and where our football is at. Like, we were, like, this close to, you know, being um, on top of that game and winning. We let them in too early with, you know, penalties, errors, um, and they got up to a 14-0 lead. Um, and then some of the football we played during the first half of that second half, I feel like it's some of the, the most like highest quality football I've been a part of with the everyone moving for each yep. other. And, you know, we were just on the cusp there. And then, um, yeah, kind of just just missed out, again, com- compiling errors with penalties. And um, I think Robbo pretty much just said all of that. So he knows it's there, but um, I guess... Uh, just disappointing because everyone's got that hoodoo on us that we're slow starters in seasons. And um I guess Robbo doesn't like that term. Yeah. And… um yeah, it's just, it just a disappointed father on a speech, really. <laughs> it's
1: interesting time for, obviously, the club, but also for Trent. I see him uh, a fair bit around uh, at Bronte. Love having a talk with him. He's just great to talk about rugby league with. He's such a calm presence. This is a situation, and, uh, you know, they've, Roosters have started slightly before. They've been, you know, not contesting right at the end as well before. But it's a, it's a tough time for him, and that usual kind of calm veneer, is, is he still maintaining that?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's still very composed. Throughout the um, weeks, it's it's sort of just business time. It's not really um, dwelling on that sort of loss before. It's just focusing on the, the week ahead. Um, but yeah, it's definitely coming to a, a bit of a crunch time for us. We definitely have to start winning some games because the, the comps are very close yeah. and our for and against isn't great. Um, so yeah, we we just got to keep working hard, keep doing what we're doing and just trust that in the process that we have and trust that what we're doing is, is going to have a, a good result in the end. How long will you be out for? You don't know, I guess, until surgery. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. But rough, like, uh, broken bones, roughly six weeks. So hopefully it's less. <laughs> yeah. Are you surprised coming from
1: Melbourne of the, at the intensity of focus there is on, on team and rugby league or are you exactly what you expected?
0: No, I I'm not surprised, but I just I don't know if I was ready. Yeah, you know, it's um I always got told that the scrutiny down here would be a lot more because it's more of a limelight. You know, in Melbourne you probably see one page every yeah. two weeks on the Melbourne Storm, and unless they've won the comp, and you still can't make the back page. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's been tough, I guess, for a lot of people. I always, you know, see. Brewster's headlines on Facebook now. I'm off Instagram and um, just for a little bit trying to get, you know, in my footy right first. But, yeah, it's it's been quite a shock, but not that I didn't expect it. Can you
1: live a different life in Melbourne? Is it a different life?
0: Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think you, you hardly ever see anyone in the papers unless you do something really bad um, or, yeah, because we're hardly ever struggling, to be quite fair. Yeah. When I was at the at the club we were always pretty successful, so that found us out of the papers a lot. But um yeah, it's just it's a lot different. No one really knows you. You go out to the pub, you probably wouldn't speak to anyone like that. It's not your friend. Yep. Um and yeah, the, the papers Tend to leave you alone. Too busy worrying about Dusty Martin and Dan Swan. Yeah, exactly. And the keyboard warriors obviously uh,
1: get up and running. So even, not even in rugby league, Stan Grant quit his job because of the attack, attacks on him. Mm. Trent Robinson during the week wanted to to take the focus off individuals and performances and say it's his responsibility.
0: Yeah, that's just a coach being a coach in um, um, my opinion. Um, He can teach us how to win games and he can tell us how to do it, but at the end of the day, we're the ones that have to go out there and do it. We're paid to perform. Um, We're underperforming at the moment, I think. Um, Some of us probably played our best games um, last night, like Teddy. He had a cracker game and um, perfect time for him with Origin coming around. But, yeah, I think collectively, I don't think one player in our team would say that they think they're at their mark where they want to be this year. And um, that's not Robbo's fault. Yeah. Saw so, Luke Geary during the week and he said,
1: yeah, we, we would come up against the Dragons after they've uh, changed coach. Uh, they came out, and obviously you were on the sideline at that moment, they came out with real intensity, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I th- I'll, every time I play the Dragons, I feel like that's the intensity um, that they come out. But like, the way you, I guess, challenge that is by sticking it out for as long as they can come. and it takes a, a big toll on your body and on your energy trying to play like that for a certain amount of time. So if you can just stick it out, um, which we didn't, we let them get 14 points and then they started falling away and then we got ahead, but all it took was one try. We didn't get ahead enough, so um, props off to them. Obviously, that trial was pretty outstanding and for rugby league, it was awesome to see that. For Ben Hunt, he played... You know, an absolutely great game. Again. For what he's gone through, it's awesome for him. Um, but I'm a Roosters player and obviously it sucks for us. Yeah. It was it
1: was good to look into that uh, coach's box of the Dragons one and, and see the passion that there was there. I mean, and obviously Anthony Griffin has uh, been terrific over the journey in, at various clubs, but he, he is a very contained bloke. So is it different when you, you know, the, those coaches that, embrace the passion I and mean, we see Ricky Stewart doing it all the time
0: yeah I think it's each to their own i I know Bowser, he embraces it but behind closed doors um we've all seen he, it. he's a little bit different but yeah Robbo Robbo's more of that calm collect if you win it's humble if you lose it's still humble um and yeah I just got to get used to that but what? I think I think it's I think it's pretty cool that Ricky gets down there though. Absolutely, yeah.
1: What does uh, uh, an injured Brandon Smith do for the team? What do you do over this next period?
0: Well, I sort of sat down last night because you can't really I can't really sleep after games, and I yeah. think probably I just sat down and thought it a lot about the six weeks or this break that I'm about to have, and um, what it, what I can do to myself to try to come back. And hopefully we're in in finals, you know, sort of territory. And just thought about what what sort of things I need to work on. Um, For example, fitness, I probably need to work on that. Um, I haven't been used to um, the sort of minutes that I was playing. I was playing 40 minutes at Melbourne now. I'm getting 70-odd at um, Roosters. And I think that's a real work on for me. And fortunately I've hurt my thumb and my legs work so I kind of sat down and thought to myself I'm gonna have a word with the trainers and say look I just want you to run me to the ground for six weeks come back and um, yeah make this team a better team and then anything I can do to help out anyone that's playing hooker for me um, I kind of think I can yeah give them some tips or try run through game plan with them but anything I can do sort of to help the team while I'm on the sidelines I guess that's what I'm going to try to do and um, it starts with me first. are you a good watcher or do annoy the shit out of you? No, no, I can't watch games. <laughs> really? I, not not my own games, not knowing. It's very hard to watch on the sidelines for um for me. It's yeah, you're kinda on the edge of your seat and knowing you don't have any control over what's happening is um yeah, not not enjoyable. Yeah. And and frustrating when you're not there. We spoke to
1: Wade Graham last week about the magic round and him sitting on the sideline while a huge score was, was racked up before it could go on then and then him thinking, well, I've got to impact somehow and, then you, can,
0: and you can overplay your hand. Yeah, for sure. Um, I kind of felt that way when I was sitting there on the green, watching the TV um, and just, you know, you're screaming at the, your own players, you're screaming at the ref, you're screaming at the other players and, Um, at the end of the day, you can't do anything about it. Uh, But I think the injury and stuff would have been a lot better if um, I just, (laughs) we won the game. Yeah. You know, if that last 30 seconds really hurt uh, when I was watching it on the telly. But that's rugby league and, um, fortunately enough, we've got about 13 more rounds to go.
1: Yep. Should Victor Radley maybe have a little bit of the green whistle before he goes out? <laughs> just, just, just to bring, bring him, him down. Is he in trouble? Well, yeah, he is in a bit of trouble. So he's uh, just reporting here. Faces up to four weeks on the sideline, charged with a grade one striking offense. Okay. I mean, on field, it was described as leading with a head. Some people would call it a headbutt. But I, I, you know, that's something. I mean, he's just such a. We have him on the show, and he's just a, a brilliant bloke and yeah. a brilliant player. And the problem is when he trying to get those guys and pull them back, and when that they offer so much when they're right on the edge.
0: Yeah, um, it's. We did a lot of work on it in the preseason, and um, I feel like he's um, calmer than he, he would be otherwise. But. Um, yeah, I didn't know that news. Obviously, that's bloody disappointing as well. So me and Vic can be sitting on the sidelines together. He's super fit, that bloke. So hopefully he can help me out. But um, yeah, that's a that's a tough blow for the team. And yeah, it's finding that fine line between you know going too far and then using your energy and um, I guess aggression for the better. Yeah but uh, obviously that one didn't work out too well, did it? Yeah. Uh,
1: it's an interesting journey for the, the Roosters ahead. And for the Dragons, of course, it was their, their third win of the season, the first time they've beaten the Roosters, uh, I think, since 2010, the grand final, apart from on Anzac Day, okay, a couple of uh, Anzac Day games there. Mm. All right, let's have a... a do, do you find it difficult to go to sleep after a game anyway if you play at night?
0: Yeah, yeah sometimes I'll give it like 15 minutes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Cause I'll wake up the normal time I wake up, but I'll go to sleep at like six forty-five. Still, just adrenaline kind of rushing through. Yeah, but it's weird. I still, when I wake up, it seems like I think I had like an hour and a half last night. But see, I still feel like I had eight hours. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why, and I can function throughout the whole day. I will we'll let me be the judge. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> uh, you I do sometimes. It? I think I'm slower actually. <laughs> Too much sleep, and I'm. Um, you know. Oh, that's
1: too much sleep can absolutely <laughs> knock you around, <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, what about the other game, the Eels? Uh, this is a surprise numbers as well. 36, uh, they bet there were 36, 24 over the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs have always been, we were talking indigenous man. I'll get your thoughts on that in a second as well. They represent that so beautifully and have done over many years, and they just looked a little bit flat. That said, the Eels, you know, they needed a win like this.
0: Yeah. I guess it, they've got a lot of strong um, Aboriginal culture in that club, and um, a lot of role models for that in the indigenous um, community as well, with Littrell Mitchell and um, Cody Walker. But yeah, I think they um, is a, is a is a big game from the eels. Um, I like to think is the Eels is a what is it Jack the Giant Slayer because they just they love beating good teams. I remember we played against them when we were going for 20 in a row for Melbourne and we have come up against the Eels, and I knew, oh, no, because I know they're going to play good against uh, us, and I think they beat Panthers, Rabbitohs, nearly yeah. beat Melbourne. Um, like I said before, they, they used to have a problem beating top four teams. Now they have a problem beating the bottom yeah, eight. So that's right. Um, well,
1: and Mitchell Moses returning after that concussion was sensational, along with Dylan Brown, who had a great game. So when you got the the halves
0: firing like that, yeah. with that big pack of forwards motoring down the middle, success written all over it. Yeah, four tries, sis. like That's yeah, that's a massive game from someone. His fantasy points would be through the roof. And <laughs> um, yeah, Dylan Brown, he's he's had quite a, a like not up to his standard kind of season, and I think he knows it, but. When he's just got the ball and doing his thing um, without really thinking about what he's doing, that's when he's at his most dangerous, um, unpredictable, really. Um, if the opponent doesn't know what you're doing, then... <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing, then the opponent doesn't know what you're doing. So, um, yeah. All right. terrific performance from
1: the Eels. Yeah, listen to the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. When we come back, we'll preview a massive Super Saturday. Yeah, listening to the uh, Saturday edition of Footy Talk on Listener, Tony Squires, Brandon Smith with you. All right, let's turn our attention to uh, the Super Saturday, uh, see what's going to happen this afternoon and this evening. The Sharks and the Knights in beautiful Coffs Harbour. There's a place to be playing a game of footy. Can't see the big banana. Uh, who's going to win that one? The Sharks continue, although well, they were great, a couple of weeks ago, then had a, you know, a bad loss last week and, then, and all the other way around. A little bit inconsistent.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it's, when do we give the Dolphins the respect that they deserve, you know? they. Yeah. I think that $3, um, they're paying three bucks to beat Melbourne and um, they're on pretty much the exact same points as them for and against. And um, I think the Sharks just come up against a, a strong side, obviously a slow start, but um, if I was to tip, I'd still say the Sharks are going to win. Um, Nico wants that origin spot. Hopefully he has a, has a good game, but I'm tipping my boy Nico.
1: <laughs> okay. And, of course, Kalen Ponga, who returned to some form last week as well for Newcastle.
0: Yeah, hopefully he keeps that up. He ke- and that was playing six as well. And, yeah. Um, we all know what he can do at fullback, so... Hopefully we see both of them in the arena. I like both of them.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that's Coffs Harbour, a beautiful place to watch a game of football. So is Leichhardt, over where the West Tigers will be home to North Queensland, who haven't, I think, won there since uh, the 1930s. <laughs> I could be making that state up. <laughs> it's been a long time, though, for the Cowboys there. What do you reckon?
0: Oh, It's a tough one. I, w- I want to say I tip, the, I tip the Cowboys. I love that I used to play for them, so I, I got a lot of respect for them, but... That record, for some reason, that hoodoo is, yeah. is hard to lift. Thurston um, couldn't do it. So yep. I'm going to tip the Tigers, and not because my brain's telling me to, but um, I don't want to, yeah. I think just the curses too. Too much. Too much for, for the Cowboys.
1: Wayne Bennett, uh, Craig Bellamy, two of the great, great coaches, perhaps the top two uh, of all time. They're certainly up there, aren't they? Uh, that game, Dolphins Storm, you mentioned before about the underrating of, of the Dolphins. What happens this evening? Mm. Mm. <laughs>
0: Thinks. Uh, this is this is too tough. Um, I want to say, I, I don't know who to tip. Okay. But I want to say that I think this is a very sp- big game for the Dolphins. And I think it's a very special game for um, a lot of the players involved at the Dolphins. And I think Wayne Bennett, the way he, you know, works around that narrative and around what um, this club, like what Redcliffe and that mean to Jesse and all those ex-Melbourne uh, players, mm-hmm. I think this will be a very um, special game for them and um, I just don't know who to tip because I, I can never not tip again I can't tip against my other, the storm, so... I'm going to leave you to that one.
1: Okay, I love
0: it. But it does, it sets up to be an absolutely cracking game, the last game tonight, the
1: Dolphins and the Storm at Suncorp. Uh, All right, then. Well, given you didn't give me a tip then, what about your Super Saturday bold prediction? Have you got one from anything else? For example, I'm going to go from that game and say you and Aitken, who is playing... The kind of football he hasn't played since he was at St George. He had a couple of breakout years at St George and centre. I think he uh, went past Greg Inglis one time beautifully. I'm going to say he scored, scores two tries in a man of the match performance at centre for the Dolphins. What do you got for me? <clears throat>
0: I know you haven't slept. I'm going to say the Dolphins are going to beat the storm. <laughs> <laughs> that is bold on so many levels. Oh, two tries for Ewan Aitken's pretty <laughs> bold as well. Who's he coming up against, Justin Olam? Yeah. It'll be, look,
1: it's, it's a bold prediction. Yeah, Certainly, right. hey, I tipped the Tigers' win against Penrith a few weeks ago as my super solo bold prediction. So, did you, you know, really? I did. That is bold. (laughs) I may say stupid. That's all for the Saturday edition of the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Remember, Jimmy Graham, Ben Dobbin will be back in the hot seat as of tomorrow. Thank you very much for being here. Top effort.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Welcome to the Footy Talk podcast on Listener Tony Squires. And the Cheese. Brandon Smith in for this Saturday. Now coming up, we find out just how long Brandon Smith will be on the sidelines after that thrilling finish in the Dragons' win over the Roosters. And Mitch Moses returns in a big way as the Eels cause a major upset over the Red Hot Rabbits. That and so much more on the Footy Talk podcast on Listener.